talking about certain characteristics of a true follower of Christ. One we've said is the new birth experience. They've come into a spiritual realm. They, they, so they were born physically. Now they've been born spiritually. We've talked about the Holy Spirit has come to live in the person. That's the second thing. Now the third one is the one Jesus emphasized, and he said it is what we call the, emphasis, the, the power of love. Listen to what he says in the 13th chapter of John, verse 34. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So he says that's how people will be able to tell we're believers because there will be evidence in us by the love that we show, by the love that comes out of our lives. You know, we can use all kinds of symbols to display our Christian faith. We can wear a cross around our necks or a fish sign on our car or whatever else. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't have a problem at all with that. And I think it might be a good thing for many of us to testify that we better live that way or it will do more harm than good. But there is a symbol, a universal mark that Jesus said, I want every believer to wear. It's the love mark. And Jesus said at all times and at all places, the thing that characterized my people is how they love doesn't matter what else we say if we do not love. And God and people and everybody around us, First John 4, 7 says, love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God. And so the real evidence of our a true relationship with him is love. He says, this is my new commandment, and it's extremely simple. A new commandment I give you, love one another. First John 3, 11, this is the message you've heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We're to love other believers. John said that's proof that we know Christ. We love those others who know Christ. And in 1 John 3, 14, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. And 1 John 4, 21, and he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. You see, the early Christians really loved each other. They had what they call love feast. They sold their possessions. They shared with other believers who were in need. They, they were together in a, a desire to pray and walk with God. Now the, they, oftentimes they were criticized, but one of the things that their enemies said of them, behold, how these Christians love one another. When John was an old man, too feeble to walk, he would, re, he would repeat over and over again to people, little children, love one another. Jesus calls us to love each other. We're to love the lovely, the unlovely. We're to love the lovable. We're to love the hard to love. Some Christians are so full of themselves, they're hard to love. We want to build a church of love, a refuge in a hard, cold world where people are accepted and loved unconditionally. All races, all colors, all people, all backgrounds. I challenge you to help us build a great community of love. You see, we call our church community of faith, and that's a great name. But also, if we're a community of faith, we will be a community of of love because faith will always produce love and we're to love our neighbors the bible says love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your soul and this first and greatest commandment and the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself i quickly in my own study counted up at least nine different times in the new testament we're told to love our neighbor as ourselves. there may be more but i know that many who is my neighbor? Jesus was asked that question, and he told the story of the Good Samaritan. 
And he said, the neighbors, anybody you have contact with next door, at work, at school, in your day by day, and you can love them by caring and ministering to them. We can love because we are loved. I can risk loving you because the one who knows me best loves me most. You see, that's the love that Christ has given us. And as he loves us, we can love others. We're to love our enemies. He said in Matthew 5, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Now, he was not saying we become children of God by loving our enemies. He's saying that we show that we are children of God by loving our enemies. What do you do when someone hurts you? Someone does you dirty. Someone talks about you. Someone ridicules you. Someone cheats you. Jesus said, love them, pray for them, and ask him to love them through you. Also, Christ's command is extremely difficult. Jesus said in John 13, 34, as I have loved you, so must you love one another. In, in Ephesians 5, 2, we read, live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Now, it's very difficult to live like Jesus loves and to love like Jesus loves. We're to love others like Jesus loves us unconditionally. And that's not easy. Jesus loved people on earth no matter who they were, what they'd done, what their background was. That's why people were so attracted to him. And that's why people followed him wherever he went because there was a love that came from him that touched them that they had never experienced before in all their lives. And that's the same kind of love that he wants people to experience through us in our homes, in our families, in our nation, in our communities. And, and he wants them to, to see this love and experience this love. <clears throat> After a, a little boy had moved with his dad, who was the pastor to a new church, he rushed in one morning from play and said, Mother, I found such a good little girl to play with here. I hope we never move again. I'm so happy. What is the little girl's name? Oh, replied the child with sudden seriousness, I think her name is Jesus. What do you mean, exclaimed the mother. Well, she's so lovely and kind that I didn't know what other name she could be called but Jesus. You see, that's what people ought to see in us as they see us, as they meet us, as they experience us. It must be Jesus. And we have to love those who, lo who don't deserve our love. The Bible says if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Almost all the tax collectors do that. The worst people do that. And if you only greet your brother, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Hebrews 13 says, keep on loving each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for in so doing, some of you will entertain angels without knowing it. God's calling us to, to, to step up the matter of love. And to, and to dig deeper into it. All of us, I need to, you need to. And he wants us to, to love like he loves. And, he's, and to love like Jesus, we must love with an everlasting kind of love. We must stay at it, keep at it. You see, it's hard to keep it loving because like in a marriage, after you've been married quite a while, you know, you can drift apart if you don't love, if you don't choose to love, if you don't keep on at it, if you don't ask God to just pour it out in you and through you. And we can only love like Jesus by the power that's of the Spirit. We've talked about this before because the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. And if we do it, it makes a difference. This, this new commandment he wants us to have is, is truly an effective way to make a difference in the world. And if we show that kind of love, it will touch people wherever they are and whatever takes place. It produces amazing results. 
And we don't love to get results, but love because we're doing it produces results. And it's the love mark. Remember, I am loved and you are loved. I can risk loving you because the one who knows me best loves me most. God can pour out his love through us. I hope you'll let him do that today through your life. God bless you. Have a great day.